Hey guys, welcome back to the Naeem Fazl podcast. We are back with another episode. Uh, I got Naeem yes. here. How's it going, Naeem? Yes, yes, we are. Hey man, good. Doing good. Yes, we are back with another dark room session. Which one is this? What number is this? Do you even know? Uh, I think we're on number six. Five, six? Okay, six sounds that's... good. Who's keeping track anyways, right? I know. And we both think at math. <laughs> Not that this is even math. This is just basic just counting. counting. Just counting. <laughs> I, can, I can maybe get our my two-year-old daughter to help us. Hell, yes, Veda, help us, Veda, please. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yes. But yeah, man, this one, uh, this one doesn't disappoint. Uh, I mean, all of them have been so good. If you guys have been keeping up with us, man, just some really great conversations. Uh, so who, this one who are you talking with, to in this one? KJ Scriven. Yeah, okay. he is uh, currently... Uh, he leads the worship and production. He is the executive uh, pastor over worship and production for Transformation Church in Charlotte. And yeah, man, good guy, great guy, great conversation. And so can't wait for our listeners uh, to, to experience it. Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's jump right in. You guys sit back and enjoy. Okay. What's up, man? It is good to see you. Naeem, my brother, my friend. <laughs> what is up, man? I am uh, I am so excited um, to get a chance to hang out with you. Um, it's been a little minute. Yeah. Um, yeah but uh, but man, you know, you know how it goes with friendship. You pick right back up where you left off. Yeah. So man, it's yeah. glad it's good to be here with you, man. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is the most epic beginning that we started with. Hey, my man. <laughs> usually it's like uh hey so okay what's up yes we are born we're born for this man we're born for this bro (laughs) well hey it is good to see you so uh all of you guys who are watching not watching but listening uh this is kj scrivens right am i saying it right well no s on the end of the scriven but so it's just scriven kj scriven but close bro it's close real close scrivens just scriven no you don't like scrivens no, <laughs> no. Listen, I have, I think I made my <laughs> life goal to butcher everybody's last name because people butcher mine. Bro, so, I know, you know what, did. bro, you know, I know what's happening, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry in but, advance. It's happened to me. <laughs> think about that. Scriven. Can you imagine the different iterations of my last <laughs> oh, name? Oh, gosh. Striven, scriven, scrivens, <laughs> man, scribble. People just Scribble. jack it all up, bro. So oh, I'm with you, bro. Guys. I oh, empathize man. deeply. I'll tell you what, I was renting a car once and the people could not find my, uh, like, uh, my, find my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, reservation? You, reservation, that's it. Yeah. And they said, I was like, Naeem Fossil and all, I tried it. And then they finally said, have you got a, we have a Naveen, we have a Naveen Saval. Oh. I was like, Naveen Saval. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> So that was awesome. That's great, oh, man. Bro. All right, so we could keep on talking about this, but let's tell our audience, okay, bro, who are you? Who are you? We've known each other for I don't even know how long because you came and led worship with, oh my Jordan. gosh, it was yes, it, it was two thousand and seven. Had to be, bro. Had to be because it was no, before. No, no, it was before I got to TC. I got to TC in two thousand. 11 no 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 2014 so it, it probably was about 2012 bro yeah yeah that's it 2012 yeah, or 13 yeah yeah somewhere yeah. around there yeah 
man, that's awesome, man. But hey, it's great uh, to uh, just see you, man, how God has uh, developed you. I mean, you're putting yeah. amazing content out there. Uh, you're influencing a lot of people, man, with not just your uh, your songwriting ability, but just your your who you are and uh, what God is showing you. And so I know you have a gift of teaching as well. So tell our people, uh, what do you do right now? Well, thank you, bro. First of all, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, but yeah, so I um, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, originally. Um, I am the husband to one wife. Um, uh, <laughs> my beautiful wife, Kyra, um, we have a almost this week will be six years old daughter named oh, Allison nice. Grace. And, um, and so I've been married for 10 years this year. And, uh, so that's a little bit about me. I am currently, um, and, uh, I'm a songwriter, artist, teacher, all that jazz. Um, and I'm currently the executive pastor over creative arts and, campus services at Transformation Church. Um, not Mike Todd, the other one, um, Derwin Gray here in the Charlotte area. You always the have to clarify one. that. The Mike Todd is one. just like the most popular dude on planet earth right now. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm in the um, Indian land, South Carolina area. Um, and so, yeah, I write, I produce music, I sing, I'm an artist, um, but I kind of put my artist um, thing on the back burner um, in 2014, um, and came on staff at Transformation Church. And so for the last over seven years, have been on staff there. And so, and I still do my music and, you know, still do all that stuff. I actually just released a song recently, but, but yeah, man. So that's, that's yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a nutshell, that's me. Yeah. I want to get to that. Uh, before we do that, um, man. Um, yeah. I've seen you do, I mean, I've seen you just, uh, man uh influenced so many people and just seeing god just do some amazing things as you've kind of really like really taken hold of what god has called you to do a transformation so i see it obviously i know you're a pastor he's a buddy of mine so he was on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago as well so all right oh so god. let's jump into the pot yeah let's put jump into the podcast so big awesome. idea man is really about uh you know the the dark room versus the green room of leadership and the green mm. room of leadership. You know, we're all like, at least as I am, I'm, I'm, I'm with other leaders trying to be my best self and trying to put out all the stuff that I'm, I'm, you know, that I could be, or even more than I am actually, because mm -hmm. there's a pressure to it. But mm -hmm. even though, but, but, but also you would agree with this, right? People want to get into the green room, right? They look at us and they go, I want to get into that green room because I want to make all the connections. It's going to happen, but that's not where it really character is you know, develop. It's always in the dark room. So that's why I'm calling this the dark room sessions where like a photographer, God uses like the negatives to make, you know, the real picture to bring out all the full color and the fullness of who he is in us. So uh, you Love up for that. this? Yeah, man, let's do it, man. Let's go, right. man. Let's get into so, it. It's a dark room. So what is your, man, what is one thing you thought, man, in leadership, spiritual leadership in the church, I thought I would never struggle with this. Mm, that's a man that's a that's a really good question you got about um you got about seven hours um we can uh i can go through all Listen, the things this isn't therapy buddy you gotta pay for okay that. Oh, okay 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 <laughs> I, I i was just I, hey i was just shooting my shot i was just seeing uh, if i get some free there i'll just see if i get some free pastoral counseling real quick bro while i was in here so um yeah man bro so much man so much um to be honest I, i'll be real with you 
to, and and please take what I'm saying with the, it's just, I'm just speaking facts. I'm not trying to boast in any way. Um, but I told you I came to my church in 2014. And so there's a lot. So I, I started doing music seriously as an artist in 2010, like really technically December, 2009, but basically 2010, okay. right? I started my artist career. Um, I started traveling, doing music. And uh, so about four years in, um, working hard, a lot of things, a lot of really cool things happened, got a chance to tour, got a chance to write, feature on music. And then I, I was able to write a song and feature on a song with one of my musical heroes, a gospel artist named Ty Tribbett. And, and so that was like, oh my gosh, things are happening. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's like the things that I've been dreaming about are beginning yeah. to happen. And so two things happen at the towards sort of towards the ends of 2013, going into the beginning of 2014. So January, 2014, um, we won the Grammy for the album of the year in the gospel category. Yeah. So I'm like, Okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. It's about to happen. Like everything that I've been driving in my little, you know, Chevy Trailblazer all over the country, <laughs> you know, doing, you know, concerts for youth groups and everything in between. Um, you know, it, it's all culminating to this moment. And uh, so then February of 2014, that's January, February 2014, mm -hmm. I came on staff at TC. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I take that back. I led worship for the first time and I met all the folks at Transformation. Um, okay. That was February. March, I got my first, yeah, my first major record deal offered in March of 2014, which would have been Capital Music slash Motown, uh, Motown Gospel. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, like th this, this is, it's, it's on now, man. Let's go. <laughs> did, you, and, did you put a down payment on a Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> bro yeah bro i, I don't know I, i'm not i'm not sure that's ever gonna be in the cars for me um i mean i guess i guess as a pastor you can use that and say like i'm just trying to like help the environment you know and you can get away with it you can't, but it's not it's not okay okay I, yeah i didn't think so i didn't think so so my point is and, I, and i'm getting somewhere with this but in april by april i was on i i turned down the deal and i came on staff at tc and you know, so when you hear that story, and when people hear that story, they think they they think they're like they're like. And I, let's be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had a lot of, I kind of had a lot of, a little bit of self righteousness in that story of saying like, yeah, I gave up my dream to really plant my feet into the local church. Um, now, to be fair, um, part of the reason I did choose that was because um, my soul was basically deteriorating. I didn't have a home. You know, spiritually, I wasn't, I, I knew I needed discipleship. Um, I knew I needed that. Um, yeah. And I didn't have it. And I was looking for something. Ended up kind of finding it at TC. And I thought that a lot of the issues that I would deal with with being on the road. So things like uh, temptation, things like pride, things like competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I thought that those things would kind of be, oh, I'm in the local church. I'm not going to deal with those things. And so I would say um, 
I think sort of uh, being how 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 much pride I had that was kind of exposed. Hmm. Um, um, how legalistic that I still was from my you know like growing up in in church and, and you know growing up the way I did. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd kind of let go of that. Um. Yeah, and temptation was no worse. Yeah. Um. Um. This this desire to be the best, not not to be the best I can be, but to be the best. Something about that. Something about that competitive nature, and I think God wants us to. I think that's a. I think God puts that in there to some degree. Puts a little bit of that wiring of of like a drive, I guess you could say. But yeah. there's a but there's a line to where that drive gets unhealthy. Um, and you are, it goes from, I am driven by the gospel, right? I'm driven by the gospel to help people understand the goodness of God and reach their redemptive potential versus it turning into my value and what I do in ministry um, is based on the comparison of how much better or how much worse I am than one church or another church or what yeah. I'm doing in ministry versus what another person is doing in ministry. And we all know that comparison is the thief of joy. So yeah. I have a lot of things, but those are, um, those are a couple. All right. So when you hit, when you got hit with those, when you discovered those, was there a moment you're like, well, I should have just gone on the road. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you? I almost said something a lot, <laughs> bro. I almost said something a lot, uh, a lot less PG thirteen than absolutely. But um, but 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 yes. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I've thought that several times, several times. I, I've, I've been right like, man, I might as well, I, man. If I was going, if I'm gonna deal with this, I might as well just right. I might as well be. I might as well be famous as I do it. <laughs> right. You know. Or, and, and you know, you know what else, you know, even just the desire in general to be known, the desire in general to be known, I think is something that I thought would sort of be quenched. Um, but there's still something in you that's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I want to be known and we already are. The reality yeah. is we already are, but we yeah. won't accept that as credible yeah. enough i think and i think it's okay to deal with that tension i think that's part of spirituality right it's part yeah. of actually a relationship with god because i mean you yeah. think about it uh well number one god wired you up a certain way right so I, you're, are you familiar with enneagrams absolutely i'm a big believer <laughs> okay so i'm a i'm a three i don't know what you i'm a three, three? yeah yeah okay so oh, yeah. same exact okay oh yeah and so um and what I've realized is that, you know, I used to feel guilty for my uh, drive to be, um, to be famous, to be someone, okay? And it was not because I wanted, like, the thing is, is like, there's a difference between, I, I would, like, in my unhealthy three, in my unhealthy self, I would rather yes. be admired than known. Like, I'd rather just you think I'm the man, I, I, than you think of me as a man does that you know like I, I i would rather you just uh be in just in awe 
than actually um, one, because there are some personalities, they want to be known. They get their drive from, I want people to really know who I am. Yes. And I think the tension between, you know, with us, I think with our similar personalities, it's like, no, I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. good. As long as you think I'm amazing, I'm yep. good. Yep. You know? And, you know, um, and you know, so what's interesting is, I don't know if you ever heard of another one called DISC. And so oh, yeah, I do yeah. this whole, this thing that I do with uh, a lot of our teams at TC and I do it with other people too. Um, I kind of combine the two, right? And, yeah. and and I started with myself and I saw how much it helped me, mm -hmm. um, but I kind of combine. And so the disc sort of, uh, so I'll, I'll, let me go this direction. The Enneagram sort of describes why you do what you do. The yeah. disc sort of describes how you do what you do, but the yeah. why mm -hmm. influences the how. Yeah, and yeah, these things sure. are sort of fluid to a degree. They, they they can change over time depending on like where you are in your journey. Uh, it's been very helpful for me, very helpful for my teams. And so as I as I look deeper into it, I one of the things I love about it it talks about your greatest fear and your greatest desire. Mm -hmm. And so it talks mm -hmm. about for us our greatest fear um, is that. Well, let's let me go. Let me go the other direction. It says our greatest desire is to be loved for who we are not by yeah, what we do. I know. And that's so weird. We're achievement based, but what we really want is for you to just say, you know, Naeem, like, bro, you don't have to do another thing and I'll love you, like yeah, unconditionally. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. But our fear is that we don't trust that that will actually happen. Yeah. yeah and, and some of that could be from, you know, a lot of that is not purely nature. A lot of that is how we've been nurtured. So I don't know mm -hmm. what environment people came up in yeah. and, whatever, if you grew up in a competitive environment, or if you had to fight for attention or whatever the case may be. Um, so I'm saying that to say, we don't trust that that will happen. So we make ourselves as valuable to as many people as possible, or we make ourselves as accessible to as many people as possible, mm -hmm. you know, via influence, via, you know, whatever the case may be. And then God is sitting here, you know, especially like according to, you know, Matthew three, um, sitting here saying, hey, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Before Jesus does any public ministry, right? right? And so yeah. we are in Christ. And so the same thing becomes true about us. And so God is sitting there saying like, yeah, what you're looking for is me. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I think yeah, with yeah. any Enneagram, when it comes down to it, there's a basic fear and there's a basic desire. And God is saying like, yep, your basic fear, your basic desire is me. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, some people want yeah. security. He's like me. Some yeah. people want meaning me. Some people want yeah. control. <laughs> He's like, trust me, you know. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, and, you know, and it's fascinating when you brought that up because I think, see, that's where I think the tension lies because he created us for a certain a certain way to want certain things, yet yes. we have to find them in him if you want to get deeper. Like, like yes, you know, you know, take the story of the you know the Garden of Eden, right? I mean, you got. You've got uh, God talking to um, Adam and uh, Adam has all access to God. And in the middle yes. of that, he says, it is not good for man to be alone. Now, what's mm. interesting about that is, is like God was saying, no, no, no I'm not enough for you. Mm. You need someone else. Like, mm. it's not like I'm not enough. But mm. The way you're wired up, you actually mm. need people mm. like you need people. That's a fact. So. So I think I think that's when it gets distorted. You think I think when it gets distorted, when people go, no, no, all I need is Jesus and all yes. I need is God. And what they what they're saying is that 
they're going to quench all their ambition. Yeah. Which ambition is not the problem. Selfish yes. ambition is. They, yes. They're gonna start, they're gonna, yes. They, yeah. They're going to take all of that and they hyper-religious mm -hmm. or spiritualize everything. And even God says, no, 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 no. All, all you need is not me in a sense. Like you need me, of course. Yes. But you also centrally, need other people. Centrally. Yeah. 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 So I made you complicated. I made you the, in the essence, you're made in my image, but then you have all these other expressions that you got to live out. And that's part of you understanding, Hey, you need to struggle with the desire of wanting to be famous yep. and pulling back, making yes. the call to, oh, let me go do this. And I'll pull back, yes. making the call to, I'll just promote, or I'll just live for a profit or live for yes. a platform instead of, uh, people, you know, like, yes. and you know, this, I mean, it's, I mean, with your talent, I mean, it's easy to be, become a product instead of a person. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. I, I think that's so good. I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it's like, um, God makes us in his image. Um, like you said, he gives us emotions. He gives us people. And then something in us though, like we reject that part. Like, He's like, no, I want to work through that. Like, I want right, to work right, right. through your body, through your emotions. You know what I'm saying? And so I think I'm glad you're like bringing it up because I think that point of clarification is important. Like he's saying, like, yeah, like you need me, but it needs to be like, in fact, it's so funny. So I, I, I want to, for those listening, because I, I feel like even the last thing I said with Matthew 3 is kind of loaded with a bit of assumption that the listeners know what I'm even talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so for the listeners, so Matthew chapter three, Jesus is baptized. And it says mm -hmm. when, when he came out of the water, it says uh, around verse 16, it says that a spirit descended like a dove and a voice from heaven proclaimed, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And what happens there is that Jesus had not started public ministry so, yet. So there's no water to wine, there's no blind man singing, mm -hmm. there's no lame man walking, mm -hmm. there's no sermon on the mount. Um, there's yeah. none of those things happening yet. And yet the father says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased before he ever does a thing. Now, what is interesting is chapter four, very next chapter, mm -hmm. the spirit leads yeah. him into the wilderness. He's yeah, tempted yeah. in the wilderness and Satan says to him, well, if you're the son of God, then why don't you turn these stones to bread? So mm -hmm. Satan does the exact opposite of what God, the God says, I love you before you perform. Yeah. Satan says perform so you can prove that you are a son, right? Yeah. And and I'm going, I'm saying, I'm just giving people that basis to go mm -hmm. back to what the point you were making. Jesus says, check this out. Jesus, Jesus responds and says, it is written, right? So first off, he responds with the word of God. I mean, he was the word of God, <laughs> but yeah, he responds, yeah, right, right? right? He models and he says, and he says, man must not live upon bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So in essence, he's saying, it's what you're just saying. It's like it's not that he's saying Jesus God is your sufficiency so you don't need to eat anything. He's right. like God is your sufficiency but you're still a human. Uh -huh. So you yeah. need to eat. Yeah. You're still going to you're going to so he's yeah. saying not bread alone. So yeah. we're going to have romantic relationships and there's a lot that we can learn from that. Mm -hmm. It's not but it's just not it's not all our relationship with God but God gives right, us right human right relationships right, right. Yeah, for yeah. a reason to to yeah. To honestly, to it for our like for joy, right, like right. that's something like I, I I think it's really interesting, bro. Like we talk a lot about the glory of God, but not about the love of God. Yeah, 
like not just we, I mean, there's a group of people that all they talk about glory of God, glory for the glory, everything is for the glory of God. And to a degree, yes, but like, there's the love of God too. There's, yeah, yeah, for there's sure. things that he put in yeah, place yeah. for us to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that's a major, there's a major part of our humanity that we're leaving out of the picture when we don't consider that he gets joy from us experiencing joy because it's, it's a gift. Yeah, to us. yeah for sure, saying? man. Yeah, I mean, I love what you're saying here because I mean, I think that sometimes, you know, when we think like, you know, uh, to resist temptation, uh, when you take the, those two passages, those two chapters, it's so easy yeah. to just kind of say, you know, well, what you, what you need to do is you need to know the word to yes. resist the, the, the enemy. And yes. to, to a degree, that's true. But yeah. in, in reality, you know, you know, God, you know, had to, like you said, I mean, I love talking about this passage and, yes. and, and, th- and I've preached it before and talked yeah. about it before about how, you know, Jesus had to know beforehand. Yes. Uh, that God loved him. Yes. Um, and, you know, he didn't say, hey, go make me proud. He said, I'm already proud. You yes. Know? We say, we say, go make us proud. Absolutely. You know, he does. That's so do good, that. bro. But uh, I think, you know, when we look at that, we go, you know, that the only way for us to resist the temptation to be less than who we were created to be is to know that our God, that our dad loves us. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's, because mm-hmm. it's love that casts out fear. It's not the glory of God. It's the love of Come God. Come on, man. You know? So yes. I think I think for us as achievers, as us as people who really want to achieve, the mm-hmm. tension is to go, I really love success, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I really love to be, like, yeah. I love the, I love the attention, you know? Mm-hmm. But the problem mm-hmm. is the, 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 it's just empty. It's empty. Yes. There's no end to that. Yes. You know, yes. that is, uh, that is what the, the, you know, what the prophet said, you know, you're, you know, carrying, uh, cisterns, broken cisterns can, that can't hold water. I think, mm. you know, you keep holding stuff that you just can't hold. So. Mm. Yeah. Solomon right, so, talks about it in Ecclesiastes too, you know? Yeah. He's like, man, I've accomplished this. I did all of this. <laughs> I did, I did all this stuff, man. He's like, man, it was, it was meaningless. It's like chasing after the wind. Yeah, you know, and uh, so yeah, I, I agree. So okay, so so to me, let's get let's get here. Let's let's get to let's go deeper here. So Great. was there a point? Okay, how did you go? Did you ever have a moment where you're like, I, mean, I don't like this guy. I I don't I don't like it at all. Like was there a time where you were like, I just want to quit this. Like I don't. Yeah. Was there a point where you're like, I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose training. of course absolutely you know so here's the thing and and i'll say and i'm sure this happens everywhere but especially in our context right i mean you know like your 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 church is diverse as well multi-ethnic and um so being a person like i do a lot of things but obviously one of my primary roles is leading worship right and so it's all good. It's all gravy when we're like, you know, kumbaya and let's get everybody together. But then you bring all these people from these different contexts and different cultures and different generations in one room. And then you're oh, trying to yeah. lead worship for all of them. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, I like, bro, no one's like, happy. Nobody's happy. So it's like, <laughs> no, no, I take that back. I take that back. That's not true. The, 
yeah. 98% of the feedback is really, really good feedback. Yeah, but the two yeah. just feels really loud. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And bro, I'll just give you a quick example. I remember one time, it was after service, a guy comes to me. No, I'm sorry, no, a lady comes to me. Lady comes to me probably in her late 30s, mid to late 30s, comes to me and just like, I mean, you know, been our church like two times, maybe, maybe, right? And it's like, hey, yo, so I, I, I hear, I see that you guys say you're, you're multi-ethnic and you're diverse and, you know, I just didn't really feel like, you know, the music was that diverse though. I didn't feel like, I mean, I feel like you say it, but I don't think it was. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, well, it depends on, you know, it's, you know, it's subjective and, you know, all that. While she's standing there, like going through that, a guy walks up and says, bro, let me just, he's like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let me just say, man, that was a clinic on how to do multi-ethnic worship, bro. Y'all sang gospel, y'all sang CCM. <laughs> you did some songs in Spanish. You did hymns. Like, bro, I saw the way you weave that together. That was so amazing. And then of course, the, the you know, inside of me wanted to say like, yeah, and I take that, <laughs> like take that and eat that for lunch, right? A part of me wanted to do that, but the other part, I, I had to really sit back and say, well, which one of them are right? Who's right? And so that's difficult for me, bro. It's like, you could have, you could do the same thing and two different people take it totally different ways. Yeah. And that can be defeating, bro. Like if your identity is not in Christ, you can just always feel like, and there's a moments where I don't, that, that I forget that my identity is in Christ. And I just yeah, want to okay. like, man, look, I'm tired of all, <laughs> I'm tired of complaining. Like, just be grateful. You know how much work we put into, you know, <laughs> to do this. Like, y'all need to just be grateful, bro. You know, and, I'll, right. and I'm just like, you know what? I'm I, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let me ask you this then. I mean, this is great that you brought that up because then, okay, so this leads me to then, um, what do you think worship leaders right now, currently in your context or if you have a, if you look at like just the worship, um, um, you know, climate uh, yeah. in the U.S., especially in your uh, circle, I mean, you influence a lot of people, but like, what do you think worship leaders are struggling with right now? If there's, if there's a worship leader right now, what do you mm. think there is their deepest, the darkest thing that they're mm. struggling with right now? Like prophetically, oh. even you're like, man, I'll tell you right now, I just feel like worship leaders are struggling with this. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, here's here's what has happened in recent years, in the last, I don't know, five to seven years. Out of the Christian music genre, mm -hmm. worship has become pop. It's almost like if you remember back in the day, you know, you know, shoot, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there was like pop music, right? It was like NSYNC, Britney Spears, right? Yeah. And then you had rap. Rap was very popular, but then over time, over the last 10 years, rap and hip hop has become pop music. Yeah. So something that was a niche sort of thing became a pop thing, right? And, and, and you know it's a thing when they, when they begin to advertise minivans with hip hop music and hip hop artists. <laughs> like that's when you know, okay, it's pop, it's popular now. So I'm saying that to say in the same thing in the Christian music world, corporate worship music has become pop. Hmm. So there's implications of that. It's great because now churches have a slew of music to choose from, right? The dark side 
of worship, of corporate worship music, music that's kind of made for Sunday morning, is that now the people who lead worship are becoming really, really, really popular. And they're building brands and selling merch and mm. writing devotionals and like all things that I do too. And I think are amazing, right? <laughs> but now there's like these brands, there's, there's these huge people. And it's almost to a degree to where people worship the worship leaders instead of worshiping the God of the worship leaders, mm-hmm. right? And what happens is, um, so now there are worship leaders that feel, and then obviously churches are releasing, you know, some and some of the biggest, you know, worship music out there come from churches, not like just yeah. individuals. It comes from yeah. song or Bethel or Elevation or, you know I mean? You can just go down the list, right? Yeah. And so with that, there are many people that feel like, oh, like we need to do an album. Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's not enough for, it's the same, it's, it's being known, it's notoriety, it's fame, yeah. it's influence. And it's like, um, so I think many of them struggle right now. It's like, well, if my church is not this size, or if I don't, um, if we don't release music, or if we don't, if I don't have a certain amount of followers, then I'm not making any noise at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I, or that I'm not doing anything of value at all. And that's, um, that's a slippery slope, man. That's a slippery slope. I, um, so that's what I would say. I think a lot of, um, you know, you'd be surprised the amount of pastors that hit me up and are like, man, like you seem like you're, you're an artist and all that, but you seem really committed to your local church. Like, what is your pastor doing? You know, like, why are you that committed? <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing? You? Like, what kind of Kool-Aid he got you drinking? Like, you seem really committed to it. So many people ask me that. And they're like, yeah, my worship leader is confused. And I'm like, well, no, they're not. They're not confused. They're just, they're creative. And the reality is every outlet um, or every creative um, offering that you have doesn't fit on Sunday morning. Yeah. And so a lot of these people are very creative. And they need a space. And you know what? It's healthy for them. It is healthy for them to have an outlet that's not purely Sunday morning. And so, to be honest, I mean, this Sunday, my pastor called me out on stage when I released my single and told the whole church, like, y'all need to download his single, put the graphic of his single up there. Like, keep uh-huh. doing it. Like, this is an outflow of what we're learning, you know, yeah. theologically here and what he's building. So, like, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is a lot of people feel torn, I think, and they feel like they're not making any impact unless they're known. So what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them I would probably bring their attention to uh Matthew 25, right? Parable of the talents. And so Jesus gives this analogy, this story, and he's like, Okay, there's a master, he has three servants, and one servant he gave one talent, one servant he gave two, one servant he gave five. And what's I'm not gonna go through the whole deal, but in essence, what happens is the person who had two, the, the servant who had two talents brought back four. The person who had five brought back 10. And the one who had one buried his and didn't do anything with it because he was mad he didn't get two or he didn't get five. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. Well, what he just buried it. But there's another part of that story, right? 
there's a there's another small little detail in there that's like very easy to miss if you're not like paying close attention to the text. And what it is is that it's the it's the economy of the kingdom. It's 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 God's intention when he gives us gifts. And it's this. The guy who had two who brought back four and the guy who had five and brought back 10 got the exact same reward. They had different mm -hmm. results but the same mm -hmm. reward in the eyes of God because God was not worried about, he wasn't as much worried about the end result as he was worried about what did you do with what I gave you? And so, so mm -hmm. many of us bury our potential. We bury the talent. We bury where he has placed us because we're too busy comparing it to what somebody mm -hmm. else does. Mm -hmm. And what we don't realize is God is the one that will worry about the harvest he wants you to be a good and faithful servant. And that's literally what he said yeah. to both of them. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Uh, you were faithful over little. I'll make you master of much. I'll make you ruler over much. And a lot of people miss that part of the story. And so that's what I would tell a worship leader. What do you have? What do you have? Who are the people God has called you to? And oftentimes... We don't even see the opportunity we have available mm. to us. We don't even see it because we're just, we're comparing. We're yeah. comparing. So we don't even, we don't even get it. We don't even, there's so, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. But we, we, we let limitation, we let limitation stop us instead of limitation pushing us towards innovation. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's great. That's great. I think. I love what you said about, you know, in terms of like, uh, who are the people that God's calling you to? Because I think, I think that's yeah. really important because um, like, what, what is, what do you have? But mm -hmm. I think a, a true worship leader or even a person who is wanting to write mm -hmm. and put out content that it glorifies God, that invites people to him to get closer. You, you know, I think the lie is, you know, I'm called to a platform. Yes. versus I'm called to a people, mm -hmm. you know, because I think, I think, you know, even churches, you know, I mean, I so think true. I would be really guilty of that is like, Hey, let's, let's live your best life. You have a destiny yep. and we forget like, no, you have a people to reach. That's you have right. People, you don't have a, like your purpose is your individual purpose is means to God's bigger purpose. You know, right. it's, it's not the end all be all. But when we sell it to like, hey, fulfill your destiny, I'm like, yep. really though? I mean, like, is that it? Like that, that makes The instruction God was go ye therefore, teach all nations, disciple right. them, right. baptize right. them. <laughs> like, right, you're called to a people. That's right. That was the yeah. instruction. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, the beautiful thing about your songwriting, and we'll, let's dive into that, is that you, know, you, you've committed yourself to a people. So I think it's better content as a creator I, I know for me you know i, I paint i i mm. write i do some things and all that but it's always like who what are the people i'm trying to reach who are who is this dedicated to versus what how will this get me there <laughs> yes seriously man yeah. seriously yeah. and it shows up man the thing is like yeah. people people are way smarter than what we give them credit for yeah. People are way more like 
as human beings, we are we are wildly intuitive. Yeah. The reality is like people can feel like even I don't care how excellent it is, people can like feel your intention. Mm-hmm. They can feel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned, I mean, even with this, you know, so I'm sure we'll get to this later on, but I'm I um I actually for this for this song that I'm doing, this song is almost just like the business card. <laughs> it's the business card for the um other pieces, the other things that I want to say. And okay. so I'm doing like a devotional, like around it. And I'm also, I also filmed a documentary, believe it or not, oh, talking about man. the creative process um, and how it's more important for, 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 for artists to be honest. It's more important for artists to be honest than to replicate a method or style that they've seen someone else do. Mm. Um, and we are forfeiting um, our opportunity to get to to give to give a truly inspiring and unique contribution to the world um, when we when we settle for copying someone else's model and someone else's story. Mm. And so I'm just encouraging people, like, man, you know, one of the things, bro, that I'm fighting for. I talk about in the doc that my five-year-old daughter inspired me. She really inspired me because she can draw. Like she can really, like, it's one of those deals where it's like, you know, kids will draw something and you'll be like, oh, that's you. It's like, <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> but she draws stuff and it's like, this is you. And you're like, crap, that really looks like me. Like she matched mm. skin tones and whoa, wow. that's really good. So I'm like, okay, I got a little artist on my hand, which is not surprising, right? But when she draws, like she, there's a joy that she experiences. There's a joy from exploring mm. and seeing different colors and how, the, how they show up on the page. There's a joy that she experiences from that. And I actually watched her. It's so crazy. This happened the other night. And it was such a powerful thing. I don't know if I'll share this. She might get embarrassed. I mean, I could say on this podcast, but I don't know if I'll say it publicly, but um, she's not listening to podcasts at five. She'll be okay. (laughs) But we were hanging out with friends at her home. She begins to, she draws the first image of one of the people in the house. She draws the picture and we're all like, whoa, that like, we're like, everybody in the house is like blown away. Like, whoa, that looks just like, you know, so-and-so. And and I saw her, the affirmation, she starts bouncing because she's so happy from the affirmation and she runs and rushes and goes and draws the next one. But she rushed it. Uh... Because it, it was no longer about the joy of drawing the picture. She wanted to hear people say, great job. And she yeah, rushed yeah, back yeah. and the next one, we were like, okay, that's pretty good. You You kind of rushed it on that one, but that was pretty good. You, you should take your time. <laughs> and I and that was such a, I was like, as I'm saying it to her, it's like the Lord saying the same thing to me. Mm. Like, you don't, like, you don't have to, like, don't, mm-hmm. don't do it to get affirmation. Mm. Do it from my affirmation. Like, don't mm-hmm. do it to get it. And, 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 and when you do it from a place of honesty, the affirmation is going to come. There's mm-hmm. going to be even deeper appreciation. Right. And I've kind of done that even like, I, you know, I kind of challenged myself in my most recent song, my most recent song is like, 
not at all what the like most popular Sonic is right now. I knew that, but I was like, but this is what I want to do. This is the color I want to draw in. Mm. And so, um, and a lot of people are like, man, this is so refreshing. And mm. so, um, man, it's 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 really it's really uh, encouraging. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I think we we could we could talk for forever. <laughs> I mean, we could talk for a while. All right, yeah. how about this? How about we? Uh, what are you working on right now? How can people get in, get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, how can we support, uh, share, uh, you know, and help you? Yeah, just uh, do what you do. I'm sure there are people that uh, want to reach out and connect with you. So. Yes. Well, well, thanks, man. Uh, Pastor Naeem, I have a uh, I have a unique last name just like you. And so I keep it really simple. Um, all of my social medias are just KJ Scriven, which is S-C-R-I-V like Victor E-N. And um, so my Instagram, KJ Scriven, my Twitter, KJ Scriven, my website, KJ Scriven, my YouTube, KJ Scriven. I just released a song, so you can find it on all digital outlets, um, mm -hmm. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to music. I just released a new single called I Will Remember. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, I hope you enjoy that. I also shot a music video and visual with that. That's on YouTube. So you just type in my name. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, I'm also, um, if you follow me on Instagram, that's where I spend most of my time. I do a little bit of Twitter, but I spend most of my time okay. on Instagram. Okay. So if you want to find me on Instagram um, and, and just stay, keep your eyes peeled. Um, I have some devotionals coming soon um, in, in line with my song and um, a little bit down the line, I'm working on a documentary, you know, around that, um, remembering around creativity mm -hmm. and around um, restoring um, the authenticity that comes from creating. That's awesome. So awesome. Thank you, awesome. man. Uh, are you on MySpace as well? No? Uh, I, I'm Black Planet. I'm not on MySpace. Black Planet. No, Black you. Planet. Is that the thing, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm not on MySpace, my brother. I'm not on there. <laughs> man, that is that's awesome. Well, bro, um, you're you're awesome, man. I'm so Thank honored you. that you took the time to do this. I know you're a busy, busy, hardworking man. So awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, uh, you hanging out. Thanks for inviting. All right, bro. Later. All right, man. Bye. Man, we could have seriously talked uh, for a very long time. That could have been <laughs> a longer podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so good. I, yeah. You know, in fact, it was uh, longer. We we stopped it in an hour, <laughs> and then we kept on going for another an hour. We really did. But I was like, yeah. man, we should. Um, we should probably stop the recording because some of the things we got into were just, you know, it, they were great, but man, it was, uh, it was better, uh, to be just the two of us having conversations, but <laughs> man, these are good. Uh, these are good conversations because they're really opening up, uh, you know, at least, uh, me and my friends to, uh, to really ask some very important questions. So, yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be good just for like your soul right like as a leader as a pastor and like for the you know the guests you've had to just be able to be honest um you know and not keep all this bottled up right so yeah. these thoughts they're having feelings they have yeah, they're all for normal sure. and for sure yeah you know, things everyone deals with so i'm glad you yes, know yes. glad we're doing this glad you're doing this it's been great i mean some of the things that he turned down i mean <laughs> amazing opportunities that people dream about right uh, that he mentioned it was just it's just mind-blowing man so yeah so man. cool yeah man so good so good 
All right, well, guys, if it is, uh, if it's been great for you, let's share it, right? Let's share it. Yes. Uh, yes. Post it. Share uh, it. Download it. All the stuff. Taste it. All the stuff. <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, if you if you find a way to taste the podcast, definitely tag us on Instagram and let us know <laughs> what it tastes like. <laughs> but See yeah. you guys.